Hello and welcome to Culture Mocktail, where we unfold and embrace what it means to be a cultural misfit in society. A cultural misfit is someone who doesn't fit within the walls of just one culture. We're your hosts, Noor and Aisha, aka your two fave besties. In this season, we dig deeper as we unpack cultural identity across many different facets of life. And from time to time, we will have some amazing special guests feature. So join us as we laugh, we cry, we question, we challenge, and as always, we we delve deep. Hello, it's Aisha. I hope you're doing well. I hope you're happy. I hope the start of spring is treating you well. And I know that segue, segue, we're about to treat you well, if not great, because we have a treat of an episode for you today. We spoke to the one and only Laman, and she is, if you don't already know of her, podcast host of Cut the Crap, event host, and the founder of Stash Bags. She is also a life and health coach. And we really learned a lot from speaking with her and it was really interesting to hear her perspective. We spoke a lot about being intentional with your choices and learning to go with your own flow. If you're in a situation where you wanna shake things up, you feel like there are changes that need to be made in any area of your life, whether it's your job, whether it's the people that you're surrounding yourself with, whether it's belief systems that you've never challenged, or even if you just wanna reflect on your own choices and ways where you can better direct your energy, then I think you're gonna love this episode. So without further ado, this is our episode with Leman. We hope you love it. I'm so excited. Hi guys. We're so excited. We're gonna start off by what's your culture mocktail? What am I made up of? All yeah, right. What's your culture makeup? Okay well uh, my blood is Libyan and Turkish but Libyan. My traditions are very Libyan too. Uh, my name is Turkish. I was born in America, raised in Egypt, lived in Saudi for the first three years of my life. Pretty sure I was conceived there too, if we want to get that much into it. Um, and then I lived, you know, back and forth between America and Egypt. So that's my mocktail, a little Libyan, Turkish, American, Egyptian mix of stuff. Wow. <laughs> All of it. Wait, so you have you have no Egyptian blood in you? You just you just were kind of in Egypt. Yeah, but I have a lot of Egypt in me, but not biologically. Yeah. Yeah, my whole life is Egypt. My whole life. Wow. How do you resonate with each of the cultures that you would say have influenced you then from the East? and everywhere you've been in the East to the West. Yeah, I've been confused for 26 years. So (laughs) I feel like all us culture misfits have been confused and continue to be confused. It's just part of it. The first time I had this conversation with myself, I remember thinking, you know, like they always say like when we're in Egypt, you can't wear this. But when you're in America, you can. When you're in America, you can't talk about this. But when we're in Egypt, we can. And there's so many... When we're here, we're this way. And when we're here, we're this way. And then you have this conflict of like, but isn't there also like a me way, like how I am? And that comes pretty late in life because you're not actually introduced to options and choices early on, at least like our upbringing. So you have this moment when you're like, okay, all I know are are the differences, kind of like all I know is what not to do, right? But then you get exposed, you know, through camp or through school or just through small talk. Oh, you're from Egypt, you know, and you notice 
we have so many more similarities than differences. And then you start to see each other as just humans because these invisible borders are man-made. So I started to focus and hyper-focus on that. And I just remember hearing the term bridging the gap and thinking like, oh my God, that's what I feel like I'm going to do in my life. I'm going to bridge the gap between this world and that world because there's so many similarities. And focusing on the differences is more hurtful. You just start to feel, you'll never feel like you're welcomed. But if you actually look at the similarities, you tend to be able to connect with different people on different frequencies and and help them help you see different parts of yourself. I think it also depends on um, people's reaction to you in these spaces because I think um, having a perspective your perspective is like your mind is one of the most powerful things right like it's what influences your daily experience so having a good perspective is gonna it's gonna help but I also feel like it depends how you're met in these spaces because I don't know about your experience Laman but from what I from what I've seen I feel like people who do have a blend of cultures or people who have been influenced by different places or whatever it may be they're a lot more open to um understanding that maybe people that are different are also similar deep down do you know what i mean like that yeah. we are we are all human and that we are everything is just about like this shared experience whereas if you were to go to a village where say people haven't really left people don't really come in it's mm-hmm. a lot more of a like one track mind almost that you can see or that I I feel I've seen people have had. Um, Mm -hmm. And in those cases, it becomes difficult to feel like you're connecting when others don't feel connected. Do you know what I mean? Right. Look, definitely this I experienced a lot, especially in America. Like, let's be honest, Americans didn't know much about what was across the ocean until just a few years ago, right? So I I actually was asked before, like, oh, you're from Egypt? Like, how long is that drive? Oh, my God. (laughs) However, because of social media and because of all these things, that's not the case anymore. People are so much more aware. But I was always faced with these types of things. Like, I would always... um, even until college, by the way, I would always get graded differently because they knew like English was my second language, although no. my capabilities weren't. Yeah, I would have certain professors that didn't like the fact that I was Arab or that I'm Muslim or that I come from across the ocean. But let's be honest, everyone in America came from across the ocean yeah. because they've pretty much killed everyone that was already there. Literally. Like that's the truth, right? Like let's call a spade a spade. So if you take the time to dig deep into your Irish, your 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 European, your Scottish, your whatever roots, no one, no one is from, no one's native really. Mm. There, yeah. The, the the only thing we can be happy about right now is that people are starting to get exposed. People are starting to unite from across the globe over over similar matters. You know, black Black Lives Matter, the LGBTQ community. Um, mental mental health and healing uh women's rights women having the right to choose what to do with their body these have become universal topics these have not become conversations that are only had in the west they are now conversations we have all over the world together is looking at the similarities kind of denying your own difference that is actually something you shouldn't suppress yes i'm not saying focus only on your on your similarities Culturally, no, I'm saying focus on your similarities as human beings, as women, as as Gen Zs or millennials. Find these spaces because 
human beings go through the same emotions. They they want to be seen and heard and validated and they want to learn, they want to succeed, they want to be healthy, they want to have a community. We have similar needs, right? But come to it with who you are. But you will never know who you are unless you you learn about yourself. And by being exposed to things that are 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 not like you and maybe a little bit like you, like I said, it helps you see who you really are, you know? Even if we take it to like the basics of how do people know if they're short or tall or if they enjoy something or if they're loud or if they're quiet or if they're introverted or extroverted, it's through, because we're social beings, it's yeah. through interacting with other people. Exactly. Okay, so you had manifested working with Kris Jenner, like you put her image up, right? And then that was that was what you said to yourself was going to happen. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know why I did that. It's like I I just knew the things that fed my soul and and made me feel excited and made me feel the feeling of success or the feeling of growth and I knew that it wasn't what I was doing right now and I had put a picture up in my cubicle of three women that I wanted to meet and not as like a fangirl, like book signing. No, I wanted to meet them on the basis of I will work with them, next to them, by them, something, right? And that was a very my very clear intention and, you know, and so I put their picture and I took a picture of my cubicle. And then one year and one day to that exact date, I had just wrapped up a photo shoot with Kendall and Chris in the startup that I had joined in California that had nothing to do with anything I've ever done. It just happened. I couldn't have told you that it was. I couldn't have guessed. You, That's insane. I would have never have thought. And when I finished this whole day, I got in the car and I'm looking through the photos of the day. And then I got like a suggestion like on this day. And then on this day, and I got a picture of my cubicle. <laughs> and I, I have a video in the car. I, I, I literally just put the camera on and me and my friend, um, who was also working in the startup, He's the one who brought me on, actually. And he was like, what? That's insane. That's crazy. Like, how? I'm like, I don't know. I really just set an intention. I really believed it. I went with it. I I, I went with it, meaning that I knew the feelings that I was after and I knew what I wanted to be doing. And as soon as that wasn't happening, I was I allowed myself to jump off ship knowing that I would swim. I left my job. I didn't know what I would do. I had no idea where I would be going. I did. I just knew I didn't want to do this. So that's enough for me to know that I'm gone. I'm done. So just by knowing who you are, that's so weird because I just recorded another video today. Like I've been doing these videos on cut the crap of just like topics that come to mind as soon as I wake up and I literally record them all puffy and I had just, I just wake up, I share my thoughts, I post it. And today... I was talking about the self. Like you can't do anything until you know who you are yourself because you need to daily answer the question, okay, what do I need? What will make me feel this way? What will make me feel that way? And by honoring th those things, instead of going through a checklist of what I'm supposed to be doing, you get to where you're supposed to go and faster. You're not supposed to be like, I have to have a job and I have to have a paycheck. No, you're supposed to say, I'm supposed to feel like I'm learning. I'm supposed to feel like I'm growing. I'm supposed to feel like this makes sense not just checking boxes.
So that's how you go from from where you want, like from where you are to where you want and believe you should be, is every day making these choices based on yourself, not society or a checklist. Um, that's really the only answer I can give you as to how I went from where I was and how I man- manifested this. I, I said it out there. I knew what would make me feel happy and what would make me feel this way. And just every single day I followed that exact same questionnaire you know does this serve me anymore no is it worth the money anymore no can I get up one more day no I can't I cannot be here anymore I really like that approach but, it's yeah. so important to focus on your state of being mm, yeah exactly yeah. like instead That's of being approach. like oh, I should I should be in this job or I should be getting promoted or I should be getting whatever like just like mm. how do I feel and like is what I'm in like is it aligning with is aligning with everything yeah I love that you have to give some trust and you gotta give life and the universe and God and whatever higher power you believe in some credit jump Mm -hmm. and trust that you will swim you don't need to have the whole plan in front of you you know people say I don't know what I would do Mm. I don't what am I gonna do that's fine we'll figure it out but you need to have space to figure this out so save your money Cut, cut some expenses that are not necessary, budget down so that you can afford to take a little gap and figure out what it is that you need. Trust that when you let go of something you don't need, something you do need will come, even if it's out of nowhere. It always comes out of nowhere. And on that line, like money is such a taboo topic in our society and in culture, whether you're in the West or in the East. Mm-hmm. And obviously you were saying you were working a stable job. It's making you good money and, you know, you're taking a risk. Mm -hmm. So how important do you think money is? Like money is an important part of a career anyways, but how important is money to you now? Like how, what purpose does it serve within your life? Like what is your relationship like with it? Um, It's something that I've been thinking about a lot recently as I starting my Mm. career now. My relationship with money is a very deep question because it's evolved through the years. I had a very negative understanding of money in general, you know, because everything that you're exposed to is pretty negative in terms of money. Um, And then society tells you that without money, you're nothing. Without money, you cannot do much or anything. Without money, you're not successful. Without money, you can't. You're nothing. Without money, you have no class. Without money, you have... So, you know, alhamdulillah, I lived a very fortunate and safe and stable and comfortable life alhamdulillah i i've you know we've experienced ups and downs and i believe every family and every person has um but just from what i was hearing i always felt like money was such a negative thing money is important i'm not going to tell you money isn't you need to have or you you know people st- you want to have a home where they want to have uh, the ability to to buy medicine and and seek treatment they want to educate their kids mm-hmm. money is definitely an important factor however the amount of money is where we is where we might have some loopholes right so like let's say now i want to leave my job because I'm so unhappy that I just cannot breathe and I'm so drained and I'm so overworked that I don't even have the mental space to think of what I want to do next. I'm just so coded and so tied and I have no time. I have no time, right? Okay, I need time. Me as Laman, I'm talking just about me because every person has a different 
situation in life, right? So me, Kalaman, I need, in order to make a choice or take a decision that honors myself, which is something I've always done. I cannot tell you why or how it happened. I've just always been very self-aware and I've always been curious to have, com- maybe because I spent a lot of time alone actually. And maybe because I spent a lot of time being bored. So I would always find ways to entertain myself or have internal conversations, or I was always around older people. So I would, would want to internalize what they're saying and make sense of it. So I didn't really have someone to explain. And I would, I don't know. It just, this is how it is. So I knew for me to take time to make a decision for myself that I needed to be in a happier state. I was really miserable. I was very depressed. I was extremely depressed. Okay. And I needed deep rest. Mm. I, that's what I needed. When I'm depressed, I need deep rest. I need to rest. And this is Jim Carrey's word. If I'm not, that's his or Matthew McConaughey. One of them said this, but that makes sense. So I needed to not be in this office for some time so that I can get very clear as to what I want to do. And I had some ideas as to what I would be doing. So what I decided to do was set myself up for success. So I decided, okay, I'm going to save as much money in the next few months so that I can have an escape for a few months. So what am I going to do? I'm not going to eat out. I'm going to make my own lunch at work. I'm going to not have any extra costs. I'm okay with living with the bare minimum. I could live on or not Shay, Ahwa. I'm good. I'm good. I don't need to be buying things. I don't need to be traveling. I don't need to be going out here and there. I'm good. So what do I need as a necessity is what I will pay for. Everything else can wait. I will do my nails at home. I will, uh, you know, take the train instead of parking my car, paying gas. You have to take a full look on your life and make cuts for the time being, not for life. But people don't do this because to them, if you're making cuts, it means you're also making cuts in your self-worth in, in, in people's ability to validate you. No, that's not true. So I made cuts saved money. And while I was in this job, I would wear my wireless beats. So I would cover it with my hair. This was pre AirPods. And I would listen to my life and health coaching classes. And I would listen to other videos and I would do the, so I tried to overlap as much as possible. And I was doing life and health coaching classes, not because I knew I wanted to be in a life, a life and health coach. I just needed to go to one and I couldn't afford to go to one because I have to save money to leave this job. And I don't have time because I'm working overtime to leave this job. So I just said, okay, I'll become a life coach. I found this really like nice program that allows me to have a payment plan. So it's not overwhelming. And it was online except a few days every now and then where you report to a center made sense. I will do the course so that I've saved money And as soon as I'm done, I can do coaching on myself and figure out my next step. That was literally my rationale. Explain it to anyone at the time, they made no sense. Made sense to me, I went with it. If it makes sense to you, then it makes sense. Okay? So then, when I was finishing up my seminars, I I quit my job. And I literally asked my parents to send me to Egypt and not be mad about it. So I had enough money to pay for a ticket to come back. They were okay with it. We did it. Now I can live cheaper because America is expensive compared to Egypt. So that was how I made sense of things while I still have some sort of savings. Okay. I didn't take money from my parents. I was taking care of myself. I was trying to figure out how to do this life thing, right? Because we don't have our parents forever. Mm. No problem. Now I can have son 
and friends, which is what I need to make a good decision, to be well, to have a community, to have solar power, to be solar powered. This is what me, I thrive in this weather with these people. I know this about me. I can't be in this cold with these robots. That's me. This doesn't have to be you, right? So moved here, spending less, recharging, and then I started coaching. And then I started making some petty cash from coaching. And then from coaching, people started to notice my Instagram. And then people started to say, oh, let me help you with your website. And then my friend said, let me help you with your website. I'll be in Egypt for two days. We sat down. He's helping me with my website. He tells me about the startup that he wants to start. I join him. Next thing you know, we're going to California for a photo shoot. It just happens like this. Because you trust in life. You trust in what you feel. And you make the necessary steps. I'm not saying quit your job today and... There are things that you need to be secure, but there are ways to do it if you compromise just for a few, over a few things. I think it's important because I think a lot of people sell that dream, quit your job, quit the nine to five, go follow your passion, which is amazing. And I agree with it, but it even it goes to show with you, you, you did some pre-planning, like you didn't just leave your job straight away. You're like, okay, I need to make, I need to save up. So I think it's really refreshing to hear that. Of course, save up cut down and do whatever feels right right now that's it like it's a practical thing it's not like it's this out of reach thing everybody has the power to i mean if obviously we have our privileges as well but everybody um we're in a position where we can alhamdulillah if we want to we can change our life and the the people we're surrounding ourselves with and the environments we're in so you're mm-hmm. right like it's important for us to put ourselves in positions where where we can thrive I think it's it's a good thing to remember like because I think often you can get kind of stuck in thinking like okay khalas, this is my life like and you go on that cycle and it's not supposed to be yeah. that way and you know what the issue is too okay the issue is we're sold this idea that everything is outside of us no no you need to hold yourself accountable you need to have hard conversations with yourselves a lot of people by the way everyone knows what they need to do the problem is getting themselves to do it You know if you want to lose weight, you know what you should be eating and what you shouldn't be eating. You know you should move. And if you want to move, there's a plethora of options. There's every, there's classes on YouTube for free. There's streets to walk in. There's, there's so many, you know, but you don't get yourself to do it because you're paralyzing yourself. You know you can save money, but you don't want to give up Starbucks for the next two months. It adds up. I'm not saying you're going to do it for a whole year, but if you save up on the tiniest little things, just for, just for a time, just for just for a limited time, it makes a difference. But people don't want to do that. They want everything without shaking up their world. Like shake up your world, go upside down, get confused, make some cuts. Learn to do your own damn nails, learn to do your own hair, learn to put on makeup for yourself, learn to buy it from, you know, like drug stores instead of everything from Sephora, learn to go and buy your groceries from the local market, learn to do things that will help you save. Because I promise you, when you get married and you have a home or even you just have your own home and you grow up and you're living a life, you're going to learn, you're going to have to learn to cut down. So get very comfortable with this right now because it will teach you to get your value from other things that aren't material things. I own one designer bag. Everything else is just, I like it. It's local. It's whatever. It's not how I define myself. I don't care to get 
these things i don't care yeah if i don't go to this party they're gonna think i'm not cool if i don't go they're gonna stop inviting me mm. if that's the case don't go because if that's how you're defining yourself these people you don't need them exactly and what vibrational level are they on if like there's this judgment because what you're not wearing a designer bag like what is that about you don't need to be surrounded by that energy in the first place yeah and by the way you think you're surrounded by people like this but if you have the guts to speak up and say like afikra I would, and I don't want to go have lunch for a thousand Egyptian pounds. I'd rather put a thousand pounds in my job or in my work or use it to buy fabric for stash or use it to pay for my production for one more day of podcasting. And you be honest, Hatle'i and everyone else actually has the same thoughts and reservations. We go back to the same point. We're all the same. But everyone's holding up this lie because everyone else is holding up this lie. One person lets go. The, the, خلاص, everyone else will start letting go no one wants to hold on to this it's just about efficiency and sufficiency yeah بالضبط. Um, one thing that we wanted to speak about with you is your podcast obviously cut the crap exactly and on the topic of cut the crap we wanted to ask you what crap do you feel like what is the biggest crap you feel like you've cut out of your life noise everybody's noise noise in my life everyone's opinion everyone like thinking they have to mark their territory society culture noise 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 because when i found my own inner voice i noticed how much of it was actually just noise even my own noise by the way you ever like have an idea and you're just like beating it to death in your mind yeah everything between what you know you need to do and why you're trying to convince yourself not to do it that's noise it's natural to feel like nervous and have like have a have a thought of oh okay like what Mm. say for example we were on the vibe of let's quit your job for example and that the between the point where you are thinking about it and when you actually do it of course like it's it would be weird if a person wasn't a little bit anxious about like okay what's gonna happen but it's kind of like falling into that and letting all of those thoughts and how do you trust what you're what you're thinking is that you learn to trust yourself and how do you learn to trust yourself is that you give yourself the benefit of the doubt and you follow your own voice sometimes and you start to learn the difference between what voice is anxiety and what voice is inner wisdom and what voice is rational and what voice is just overwhelmed and it's trial and error and then you will trust yourself and then that way you will be very fine being in the present moment because you're not too concerned about what's to come because you know whatever it is that's to come when it comes you'll be you'll act accordingly because you trust yourself you know what i mean yeah so so that's how it comes you have to be willing to try and what crap are you currently working on cutting out of your life really like not not second guessing myself in the sense that in the sense that a lot of times you know you'll you'll think something's wrong with you right oh i should want to go out more i should want to do this i should be where i should be right we all, we're all we were all guilty of this on two, on different levels so i think i'm on this level now where like truly 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 whenever i feel something 100% of the time i want to just trust it and go with it So I'm much better than I used to be, but there's still that last last bit, especially when it comes to like work and deals and stuff like this. 
if it doesn't feel right, it doesn't feel right. And that's all I have to do. I don't even need to dig deeper. So I'm trying to get to that point. Do you find it easy to do that? Do you find it easy to to cut it out? Or is it an easier said than done thing for you? It's easy, but it's not simple, right? Like, it's easy to understand this is what I need to do and it's easy to get into it, but I have to acknowledge that it's not going to be a simple process. It's a messy process and that's okay. It just comes with practice. Like, I'm so much better than I was six months ago or three months ago or three years ago. Like, it's okay. It's just knowing that it's messy. It's messy. And that's fine. You know, being honest with yourself in that sense, it's something that even I have to remind myself of sometimes to like, instead of just feeling something, like feel it, but almost say it to yourself. Like realize that this is what you're feeling so that you can then take an action to do something about it instead of, because I feel like that almost gives you like a wake up call of actually wait, like I'm feeling like this and I have been feeling like this for a while or for however long, even if it's even if it's like momentarily for a short period of time, let me like give myself almost the wake up call and check in with myself to be like, wait a sec, I'm I'm feeling like this. So I owe it to myself to make this change. And why is it scary? The only reason it's scary is because you're told you're not supposed to feel these feelings. Or you tell yourself you're not supposed to feel them. Because you've been told you're not supposed to. So you reiterate that same message, right? Yeah. So if you're feeling it, it's meant to be felt. God doesn't make mistakes. Yeah, like not questioning the validity of them. Exactly. Or, or, or the need, you need to feel this. There's something to be gained from here. There's something to be taught. There's something to, to, to learn. There's, there's, there, this is a potential for growth now. So what we do is we say, no, no, I'm not supposed to feel this way. I'm not going to feel it. It's scary. I don't know. I'll get to it later. You miss the whole message. You miss the whole lesson. You miss the whole step. Yeah. But if you're told, if I tell you now, listen, any emotion you feel, you're meant to feel, you need to feel, you're not the only one that, that that's feeling it. So dive and you'll be okay. You'll start to get invested in that feeling and it won't be as scary. Mm. Yeah, I agree. And you know, they say, I feel like that's so true. Like once khalas, like you dive into it, mm. it's a lot more liberating to be like, yeah, okay, like this is wrong or this is wrong. And to be able to then fix it. And do you know what? If you say out loud, this is wrong, and it stays it stays that way, then you know that it's time to cut yeah. that out of your life. You know what I mean? Like, truth is going to liberate you, no matter yeah. what it is. Like, truth from others, truth from yourself. But see, people take the term truth in the statement as just not lying to people. But truth here means living in authenticity of how you are feeling you need to live. You know? Which is harder than actually not lying to people. It can be very, very difficult. Yeah, it's not about people. Anything that you're taught to do with people, before you do it with them, just do it with yourself first. Because that's really where the message is. Like, Masaran, you know how people say, like, just go with the flow? Mm. Okay, what does this mean to you guys? I Actually, I want to know, like, from you, what this means. Going with the flow for me is basically accepting the way that God has written uh, the events in my life so if something happened that's an obstacle that initially I'm like this is an obstacle going with the flow for me means accepting it and seeing how I can make the best out of the situation okay I would have a similar definition I would say trusting that what is meant to be will be what is yours will always be yours what is not for you will never be for you no matter how close you are to it and also exactly as I was saying like like I feel like 
at times when I when I feel like I'm being honest with myself about how I feel if I'm not happy in a job or if I feel like whatever issue needs to be confronted and I'm confronting it I feel like not Mm. trying to control so much I can react and then whatever is meant for me will naturally happen Mm. you know I want to add something though and sometimes going with the flow for me I realized recently has been a negative thing because I've always been a go with the flow kind of person right whenever there's something really bad that happens in my life um, I think you know what this is what God wants and it it numbed me to a point where there was a time in the past two years a lot of bad events would happen one after the other after the other to a point where I'm like I'm just going with the flow and it it killed me a little bit because I didn't give myself a chance to be like I'm angry or whatever because I'm a go with the flow kind of person you know so that's when it became toxic thank you so much for saying that yes okay so while the points you guys made are true and and of course you need to trust the things that are happening in your life the idea of going with the flow is so passive it's 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 said to to followers it's 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 a speaker of like it's encouraging you to kind of be a follower kind of like you know dead fish go with the flow type of thing right but that's not what's meant by the saying the saying go with the flow it the flow the term flow everyone has a flow it's their equilibrium it's their balance it's their chi it's whatever you want to call it it's what keeps you in your natural flow, it, it's what keeps you energized, charged, conscious, mindful, acting with intention. Everyone has their own flow that that when you f- go with your flow, things kind of just seem to be working out for you. Things are just happening. They're just easier. You're just opportunities are coming because you're in flow with your truth, with yourself. So when I come and tell you, listen, in this situation, just go with the flow. I'm saying go with your flow. Not with the crowd's flow. Yeah. That's what it means. If I'm saying, I don't know, we'll just go with the flow. You got to go with your flow. What's honest and true to you. What's going to benefit you. What you feel you need. That's what going with the flow means. It's not passive. It's actually it's actually very very specific. You're, you're not just passive. No, you're, you're, you're executing something intentionally. It's very intentional. It, it, it requires you to look in, to assess, and to go with what will maintain your flow, your authentic, honest flow. So if you're put in a situation and you're like, okay, I have to go with the flow, it means I have to go in this situation in the way that will best benefit me, that will make me sustain my own rhythm of life, my own authenticity, my balance, my being recharged. Go with the flow is not said to followers. It's for leading that is the difference go with thy flow <laughs> shakespeare said it said like a true shakespeare La Baguette, this is such a misunderstood saying it pisses me off i'm gonna make a video about that tomorrow yeah i think i misunderstood it for so long in order to not be a difficult person i don't want to be difficult with the people around me so i'm just gonna go with the flow but not because i'm being a follower but because i'm like it's not really bothering me that much and i wouldn't ask myself tub how am i truly feeling about this like but why you're supposed to yeah you're supposed to literally every single thing you do and eat and speak and see and i know it's exhausting but that's what it takes to live a fully aware life a conscious life be intentional intentional when you put all that work in yourself you won't have to put that much work in everything else around you because everything around you is going to respond to you 
You ever like get over someone and they start texting you? It's because they're now they sense your energy. You ever get your shit together and then fuck up? From going from no one ever asks about me to accept like like Vodafone sends me messages <sighs> and then forget everyone's like calling you mm-hmm. and you didn't do anything different. Your people are susceptible to energy. We are energetic beings. Everything around us is energy. I don't give a shit what everyone else tells you. What the world tries to sell you. It's not a checks and balance. It's not checking boxes. It's not. It's not. We are spiritual beings. Even the mo- the least spiritual person here is a spiritual being. Unfortunately, they're not aware of it, but we are spiritual beings. We are made of energy. Our words are energy. Our actions, our thoughts, our feelings, how we act with ourselves. When they work on themselves and they put that hard work, everything else, you won't have to put that much work in because it will happen naturally. Naturally. And you're right. Like Everything is about energy it's, it affects how we feel it affects how we think it affects it, it affects everything everything and just like you said earlier you need to or no noor said this noor you said that you get to a point where when you go with the flow you feel like you're just living so passively like where's the living you're just not living. You're just following. And that's why I said thank you for making this point because it's true. You're not supposed to live like this. And it's not bothering me that much. Mm. Oh, okay, great. That's not just, good enough. Just put a little bit of bothering in yeah, you. Yeah, that's not good That's not good enough. It's, it's not, no, no. It, it either doesn't bother you at all and I don't mind whatever you guys want and that's totally fine. That's okay. You can, you don't have to always like be an off seat. But if it, it's not bothering you, it's like, you know what, guys, order whatever you want. I don't mind. Because genuinely, you do not mind. Yeah exactly right but just trying to say that to be an easy person yeah i think i was referring to it more in being an easy person in a time of difficulty where you feel like others are struggling more than you in a situation but that's when people need it that's when people need a leader yeah right and you don't even have to be the leader for everybody yeah you need to be your own leader i think that's so important exactly yeah and just leading yourself yeah then people will sense that energy and if your leadership works for them and makes them feel comfortable, they will follow your lead. Yani you can be in a household where everyone's panicking, no one knows exactly how to act. We're going to keep talking about the same issue over and over again. You can take a conscious decision with yourself that this is how I'm going to approach this situation. Here are where I'm going to place my boundaries. Here's what feels right for me. Here's what doesn't feel right for me. I know I'm not going to sit around and talk about this issue and beat it to death like everybody else is. I know that I'm not going to act in a certain way just to prove a point because just I don't like myself when I act this way. You have a very real conversation with yourself. You figure out what's going to work for you, what isn't, what are we going to do, what are we not going to do. And then you lead yourself in those steps. You just doing you without even needing to explain to everybody what you're about to do. They sense it, they smell it, they see it, and if it works, they'll follow. There doesn't even need to be a group discussion about it. You just do you, and even if everyone, for some time, you're met with resistance, that's okay. Don't feel guilty, because you at least will feel good about it, and eventually, they'll come around. Yeah. Because it work, if it works for me, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, you guys are upset. It works for me. Eventually, they'll catch on. But it's okay to be met with resistance and feel this guilt, especially when it comes to like your family and stuff. But don't. Yeah. Because otherwise you're you're uncomfortable for somebody else's comfort, you know? And why should you be happy to let somebody feel comfortable that you're uncomfortable, you know? Like, 
they shouldn't be happy for you to feel uncomfortable. Yeah. The longer you wait, the more resistance you'll be met with. You know, you have like a sibling that's so passive and no one gives her shit for it, but you're so giving. And when you decide to be passive, you get all hell. And you're like, what are you, you're pissed at me for not doing this one thing? I do everything. This this bitch doesn't do anything. Yeah. <laughs> because halas, they've set the expectation. Yeah. So you need to like have this little bit of like, if they're going to call it Taneka or Alota, whatever. Let it be. You know, let it be. And I was just telling one of my uh, one of my clients in our sessions a couple of days ago, I was like, you know the book, Why Men Love Bitches? I want you to take this book and replace the word men with life. Why life loves bitches? You ever see like this bitch does everything this way? She's so selfish and she gets everything she wants. But I give and I give and I do and I sacrifice and I've tried and I've done and I'm, but I don't get anything. Yeah. yeah, because life doesn't like pussy. Like life likes bitches who know what they want and put boundaries and don't don't take like you you don't talk to me this way you don't approach me this way and you don't even have to fight it if someone comes into your life in a way you don't like you don't you don't make the opportunity for it anymore life loves bitches interesting i want to read this book i'm gonna you give never it read this book? no i haven't yeah. but now i think i will <laughs> It's a sequel. There's like why men love bitches and then it's like why men marry bitches. But just just take away the word men and literally replace it with the word life. Will do. But Slaman, I wanted to talk to you about energy because you are someone who's very in tune with energy. And um, I, I've both Aisha and I have always been this way. I think it's something that you can work on. Um, but it's also something that I feel like as a kid exists and you know it, but you just don't have the right words to explain what this is like what you're feeling and how you're feeling that energy so wait i'm curious i'm curious you said as a kid you really feel it can you tell me like what do you like what your experience as a kid was like as a kid your intuition i feel like can be quite high but you just don't have the words to be like that's the energy i'm feeling like right now like for example as a kid i was such an introvert i would love to sit by myself play with my little world play with my teddy bears for so long because that was the energy that i'm feeling but i don't have the words or the mental capacity to communicate that my, my mom sometimes would be like top go play outside i'm like no but i like this little word that i created like i feel happy here and that that's the energy that you're feeling and we 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 feel that energy throughout our life but you know the more that we grow the more that we have the right vocabulary to communicate what this is to understand it further it becomes more of like a nuance in that sense huh? but i want to know mm-hmm. like what your experience has been with feeling energy and like Islam and spirituality and this whole thing. It's very interesting that you said this uh, part about you're much more aware and susceptive as a child and it kind of goes away because I've never heard someone say that to me. However, I was so aware of that. Um, and I'm glad that actually everyone has had their, this experience because when I was younger, I actually used to think I was psychic because I could anticipate things before they happened. I'm not psychic because... <laughs> <laughs> I would be somewhere completely yeah. different if I was. But I I would I would when I would feel uncomfortable towards someone uh, a couple months later I would find out you know like they screwed my family over somehow or they or if there was like someone in the house and I wasn't comfortable I would find out eventually that they stole like I was like very intuition. Yeah. What happens when when you're when you're born when you're a child you know you you you're just released from the divine, you know, you're, you're so beautiful and you're so pure and you're so honest and you're so real. And then life was, was accustomed to take away all of that. 
you know you no longer have choices you have responsibilities you don't have uh, things you like to do and ways you like to spend your time you have to go to school you have to do I'm very against the school system uh, in more ways than I am for it I'm for it for things but mainly I think the way it's done is is wrong but that's a conversation for another day but you 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 tend you you get to be yourself until you're about like five or six and then you're conformed to do's and don'ts yes and wrong yes like yes and no's right and wrong haram halal and you start to live this black and white life and you find yourself in the middle with so many emotions that are that are neither black or white right or wrong haram or halal you're just feeling things right so you're taught that things go in categories they go in categories of this or that and that's not life and that's not life um i was fortunate to have very spiritual and religious parents and a family but my parents especially my dad who is like the 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 religious matriarch of the family he's very spiritual he's not religious in terms of like you must do this and you must do that. And then he's not like scary because unfortunately as Muslims, we have had a disservice in terms of getting to know our religion that more than more often than, than not, you're taught about the, the don'ts and the harams and the, and the aqab and you're the, fair. it's everything's so scary, right? Don't do this. Haram to do this. If you do this, this is what's going to happen to you. But then you get to a point in your life where, everything in life is telling you what not to do, that you kind of just detach from your religion. So when I took a step back, and a lot of people get very offended when I say this, but I did, and that's okay. I took a step back. I was like, I'm not going to pray anymore. I'm not going to do anything. I just I just need a year to like, I just, I cannot have this tawatur. Khalas, khalas. And I was like 20, or 21. And I've always watched Oprah as a way to feel like I'm not the only one. And that's kind of like her whole model, right? And as she evolved with her spiritual conversation, as did I, and I started understanding what this thing about spiritual life is and energy is and um, things that happen. And I remember hearing this one story uh, that really did it for me. Um, this guy who was a sheriff and he lived in like Texas and he was shot and he, you know, they were resuscitating him for nine minutes where like usually they'd resuscitate people for only three minutes, but he was known for they, and then he came back to life. He was like the longest person to die and come back at the time. And she was like, I need to know what that was like for you. Like, did you see God? Did you see light? Did you see Jesus? Like what happened? And he was like, honestly, Oprah, I just saw every single thing I've ever done to anyone play out in front of me and I got a first row experience into feeling everything that I've made other people feel he's like and I felt everything that I've ever done to anyone both physically mentally and emotionally being done to me Oprah and I was in hell because I used to beat my wife and I used to cheat on her and I used to do this at work and I used to do this to people and I used to do this to the teller and I used to do this and every time I've made the teller feel shame and my wife feel fear or devalued or ugly or 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 I would punch her I would do this I felt it and I was in hell so I learned to live from a place of love And I learned that everything you do is done to you, and that is hell. Falazim, we live from a place of intention and love. And I wonder where that says that. I wonder where we're told in Al-Amal bin Niyat, when the Rahma wal Mahabba, right? Yeah. 
طب ما احنا طب ما احنا فعلا كده طب ما احنا we're taught this in our religion and then I realized that I was only ever taught what I shouldn't do but if I really focus on what our religion tells us to do and why it's such a spiritual religion it is so pure even the way you pray there are so many movements in prayer that are just like yoga the way we do we do and we prepare before we pray that's how they cleanse their energy for after reiki sessions because every place like in tinfutatwadi you're supposed to get your arm all the way above your elbow like that's the like they make it a point you have to pass the elbow because th- these are energy portals very specific this is an energy portal behind your ear your head your mouth your inside your nose the soles of your feet that those are energy por- portals five times a day we're told to stop and cleanse from whatever argument we just had or discussion or sin and we wipe ourselves from all these sins energetically and we breathe and we move and we recite mantras aka quran sayings bismillah rahman rahim arrahman arrahim the rabbina we're just punishing each other so when you focus on what religion tells you to do and why in al-iman, purity cleansing cleansingness like we're supposed to be honest and clean and pure reciting positive sayings assalamu alaikum you're acknowledging people you i see you yeah i really wish that religion was taught from this lens because it makes it makes it so much more it makes it a religion of love which is what it's supposed to be and it makes people more motivated yeah to like learn about it and live life in this way where they feel at one with themselves and you know like they feel good like we're not supposed to be taught these things out of fear like religion is a way to live your life and we're taught that if we don't do certain things like you know it's fear-based and it's so it's so harmful because so many people who I feel like would have walked away from their religion because of this fear-based learning are missing out on such a beautiful experience that they could have if it was just taught from the lens of peace which is what it's supposed to be taught from yeah islam salam like masan even in our language by the way like masan let's take the term khalli balik min nafsik if i tell you yalla bye khalli balik min nafsik Right? To anyone that speaks Arabic now, I'll take you into a little lesson. Okay? When I say this to you, what does this mean? It means take care, be careful, like don't let anything bad happen to you, like just, you know, watch out, right? But what do the words actually mean? Your mind. Min, a part of. Nafsik, your spirit. Let, your mind. Min, part of. Nafsik, your soul. Let your mind be part of your soul. Be present. So if you're walking and you trip, no, you're no. not present because you're thinking of something else. If your mind and your spirit are one of the other, you're going to be okay. Oh my God, I love that. What the hell? I feel like you need to you need to do some kind of class or something where you where you break down these words. That's I've never thought about it that way. I love that so much. Yeah. Like by the way, Anna, Anna, I listened to Hamza Yusuf on YouTube on some some of his things I agree with. Some of them I'm still like, you know, weighing it for myself. Um, but I actually he's the one who explained this. And I, and and when he said it, I'm like, what? I wanted to give a shout out to uh 
girl or a, a health coach or a life coach actually her name is Dina Faldil I wanted to tell you about it because it was mm-hmm. it was really life-changing it was a workshop that she did a few days ago that I attended called goal setting using Allah's 99 names right it was nothing religious but it was a very spiritual thing and she went into the names of God for example Al-Fatih which is abundance and she was talking about how that each name of God has a certain frequency and energy and it has been scientifically proven through using water and rice. Like you have two glasses, one that has, both have water and rice, one that has been read these names and one that has been speaking too badly and they've reacted differently. One went moldy and one didn't. And when they looked at the each glass that has been given a different name, we can try this, I wanna try this at home, but each mason jar that has been given a different name of God crystallized differently. So each has different energies. Yeah. When she was talking about using these names in your own life, for example, how can you manifest that energy into your goals and into your state of being? And it was actually like amazing. I actually, it's been a long time since I felt like, whoa, like, but I really felt like, whoa, like this is crazy. Like how these things are around us and we just don't make the best use of it because we haven't been taught by the right people these things. Yeah, you're, you're taught to be desensitized, though. You don't question it. You don't look too much into it. You're just de- desensitized. Don't do anything wrong and just that's it. You'll be good. But Noor, you didn't you didn't say the point. Noor was ta- about the 70%. Yeah. Say the 70% so, point. Because she was saying about water. We're 70% water, right? Like if we're 70% water and this water and rice was this reactive to energy, how, oh my God, how crazy that like when we, the, the things that we think and the energy in our mind and the energy that we receive obviously it's gonna affect you like if we're that much water is inside of us it was just mind-blowing to me like the zapt oh no 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 by the way bravo props to her bravo 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 there's actually a book that i read last year and it tells you why you shouldn't have fear or be upset about circumstances in life based on the 99 names of allah and what how how there are like how that cracks why you should never be afraid or upset because of what happens and he actually goes into a lot of details as to all the different types of things that could happen but it's very relatable um and he gets a situation from all different angles. So there's really like, he really like puts the argument pretty well. You can't say, but what if, but what if? So lovely what she did. It's true. Words are spells. I always say this. Words are spells. Words are spells. Spells are made up of words. Words are spells. What you say to yourself is so important. It's so important. So, so, so important because we are we are energy, we are water, we are susceptible, we hear and see everything, even if our conscious mind is not aware of it. So how you speak to yourself, the words that you use, even on how you explain a situation, there's always a million ways to say something. Mm. Beautiful workshop on her and bravo aleha, that's great. It was amazing, Fallon. Awesome, Laman, we've had you, we've like kidnapped you for two hours. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yep <laughs> it's been a pleasure to sit and speak with you about all of these things i'm so glad 
you guys are awesome, Ayani. I'm happy to do this anytime. I love having these conversations and, and I'm glad I got to start my day with such beautiful conversations. I feel so energized. Shout yourself out. Tell everyone what's coming up, where they can find you. All right. So you can follow me on Instagram at cutthecrap.x or at Laman. And you can find me on YouTube. All these links are on my link tree in my bio on Instagram. You can listen to my podcast on Enremi and Spotify, Apple Podcast, YouTube. I do coaching. Just DM me, reach out, let's talk. I am very easy to find and very easy to get to talking. So I really hope that, you know, people have benefited from any one of the various very important topics we touched on today. Well, what an episode. Like I was saying earlier, it was great to speak with Laman. Both me and Nur found it really, really interesting. Make sure you guys follow her on socials. It's at L-A-M-A-A-N. She's doing some really great things. I think you guys are going to love her content. A lot of the things that she posts are really in line with the things that we love here at Culture Mocktail, all about growth, self-development, self-betterment. So get on that. And both me and Nude will be back soon with a new episode. But until then, take care and enjoy our perfectly crafted outro. See ya! Thank you for listening. Let us know your thoughts by following us on Instagram and TikTok at Culture Mocktail, where we continue the conversation and have loads of original content for you to soak up. Also, please remember to rate us on Apple Podcasts and write us a review as it really helps us out and we would really appreciate it. We will be back in two weeks with a brand new episode. So make sure to tune in then. And remember to embrace your mocktail and keep flourishing. Keep flourishing.